0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about recession today. So here we go. You don't tune me out here. It might be better than you think. Okay. So Tom Fishburn's cartoon this week shows a kid in a ghost costume. Those were always easy to make from old bed sheets. A witch's costume, those were harder. And a risk of recession. And the guy with the candy bowl faints because this one is so scary. Okay? This one is so scary. Right? And so Tom says there's nothing spookier this Halloween than some of the headlines. And I got to give him that one. And uh, Sapio Research recently found that a whopping 95% of global businesses are concerned about a potential recession with 45% or almost half, if you think about it, uh, of U.S. businesses highly concerned. Fear can drive a knee-jerk response in a recessionary environment to cut, cut, cut marketing budgets. Media spend, hiring, headcount, R&D investment. Let's cut all that fluff out of the business. Let's just deliver customer experience. And you know, I understand that. I built a sim business simulation back in the '90s uh, to help people understand catalog companies and how to run them. And the first one was about how to pick lists and how to pick products and uh, how how that dynamic works. And I did that one with Lands End, and it was it was really pretty popular. Um, and I did it again in 2018 with the U.S. Postal Service, but they kind of cut the time too short. I also did it over in, in London uh, with ECMOD, um, but, but our computers got stolen on the, in transit. And that was a problem. That was a, that was a, that was a mess, I have to say. Um, but anyway, but there was a second simulation that I built. And in that simulation, the, the founder of the company said, I'm going to grow, grow, grow. No matter what, come hell or high water. And uh, we had the game kind of rigged so that no matter what you did in the first year, you weren't going to make a profit. You know, I can write any way I want a simulation. And the accounting people who took the course, the CFOs and the, and, and such, uh, they would cut. They would cut, cut, cut. And then there were unforeseen circumstances or unforeseen consequences that you know the there weren't enough people to answer the phones and the back orders went way up uh because there wasn't enough inventory you know inventory's a funny thing the popular items sell out right away <laughs> and you don't always know which are going to be the popular items so if you don't have a little bit of you don't if you don't aim with a little bit of depth there uh you know, you can run out of the popular items and not sell the unpopular items. Uh, you get the worst of both worlds that way. So I had one accounting guy. He looked like he was going to punch me in the nose. He was so mad about how he had done uh, by cutting, cutting, cutting. But we told him the circulation is going to go up no matter what the profitability. It's the founder. He doesn't care. He's got deep pockets and he he wants to grow. And so the second year, if you cut, it would it would get worse. And the people that that, you know, we told them, you mean, you know, you need certain number of people to keep the place running. Customer experience can dramatically decline uh, just because you cut the marketing budget. You know, you might forget that that uh, that the customer service may be part of marketing. That's the way it was when I was VP of marketing. Uh, I thought that made tons of sense. You know, they're 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 people touching the customers. And if there's nobody there, it undermines customer faith. A lot of stuff happens, you know, and even in operations, you know, we did a lot of drop ship. If you start cutting staff there, you don't you're not following up with your with your merchants. The, The time to ship goes way up and all of a sudden your customer experience goes to pot. So it's tricky. Let's just say it's tricky. So that's what that's what Tom is basically saying. Marketing budgets. Okay, so in 2010, Harvard Business Review published one of the most in-depth studies on how businesses historically operate during a recession. And they studied 4,700 public companies before, during, and after recessions to analyze the choices they made and how the businesses were affected. They found that an elite 9% of businesses had that uh, flourished after a, after a slowdown. These post-recession winners were not the ones that cut costs faster and deeper. Those businesses had the lowest probability of pulling ahead. Okay, The ones that cut, cut, cut weren't likely to come out of the recession well. Um, nor were the boldest businesses necessarily the ones that survived. So not necessarily the ones who spent more. Um, the companies that performed the best were the ones that found an elusive balance of cutting costs in some areas and investing in others, as they put it, the optimal combination of defense and offense. And uh, that's why I think catalog companies do well uh, during recessions, partly because they know what's working, unlike most all marketers, which don't know what's working. uh, direct Direct mail companies have a sense of what is working best. And uh, that's my mission, is to is to get that across. If you really want to know what to do in a recession, you need to master the 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 learning style of the direct marketing scientists. So it's hard to find that elusive balance while operating in a place of fear. Or as I always told my kids, it's hard to learn to sail in a thunderstorm. You really want to get the fundamentals down. Before that, well, now we're here. Now we're here. Well, one possible answer is to get get some people uh, on your team, even as consultants or or coaches, that have been through a dozen or so <laughs> recessions. And that's uh, you're not gonna find that probably. But you. But uh, my next article is about someone who's is is written by a guy who's been through seven, and I would say I've been through five, although. You know, I don't know which counts, but I know I've been through a few. And um, and I remember getting getting some coaching from a guy that was a friend and somewhat of a mentor and also my landlord. And he had said that he'd been through four, I, I think, at the time. And he said he always worked through him. He said productive people tend to tend to keep working and, and keep achieving. Uh, and so you shouldn't worry too much about it. And that was really good advice. Uh, and sometimes our businesses prospered the most. Uh, during downturns because people want to they want help and they want to change and you know I'm (laughs) the blessing and the curse is I will help you change (laughs) not everybody will like the change right some people will like it a lot and some people won't and oftentimes it can bring huge financial benefits to some in who stay the course in the company usually it does if they listen but not everybody likes that People are jealous. People are threatened. Uh, Anyway, setting aside the fear of recession is the key to knowing how to operate in a recession. And so that is what we're talking about today. And uh, so here's another one. Let's cut expenses and try to ride it out. That's the freeze strategy. Then there's the flex. Let's invest in what's working. Again, helps if you know how to tell. (laughs) And direct marketing is the answer for that. It doesn't, I don't, I don't need your whole, bu- I don't need your whole budget. Just give me something. Just give me a good percentage of it. Uh, 20, 25% and, and let's see what we can learn. That's the key. Okay. Let's change what's not working. You know, I got a c- couple of calls this last couple of weeks about, you know, presidents and, and, uh, CEOs saying, you know, we're, we keep up in our digital spend, but we don't seem to be it doesn't seem to be growing our business anymore. And uh, there's reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons. You know, you're basically, you're increasing your spend at an auction. (laughs) And when you bid more, somebody else can bid more. (laughs) You know, it's the ultimate capitalism, but it may not benefit the the advertiser. Okay, so let's change what's not working. And this is pretty much a summary of Tom's perspective on here. And then there's freak out. (laughs) And then he's got a couple. And in case of emergency, all it says is to cut our budget, uh, our marketing budget. And here's the, here's two of them. The five stages of missing plan: denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And then there's another one. Uh, <laughs> these are some good ones. You might want to get over to WDMA afterwards and and find that one. Okay, this was from Sharon Miller, who I reached out to because I didn't get a copy of the Canada Post magazine but they put they put uh apples on the cover and they were illustrating insight magazine is something that is put out by canada post i'm not on the list so i sent sharing uh, my address in a comment i hope i get one i don't know if i will but it looks to me it own it just looks to me like spot varnish on a matte on a background matte background um uh, I don't know if this is the photography or if this is a light shining on the piece to illustrate the spot varnish. I think that's what it is because there's a little piece over here which would you wouldn't light an apple that way. It wouldn't it wouldn't show this little ridge. <coughs> Excuse me. But the little ridge is probably from the increased height of the varnish. That might that's my guess. Looking at a picture of a picture. I'm curious about this brown bag. Is that actually glued on there? Maybe it is. It looks like it is. That's a really interesting touch right there. (coughs) So I'd like to hear more about that. And uh, I noticed Mike Gunderson said he got one, so I'm going to give him a call. I also want to talk to him about, I had a wonderful talk with, with David Kaplan from the uh, performance marketing side of Adweek. And he's curious about about this direct marketing that we're talking about. And I reached out to him a couple of weeks ago because he had a digital marketing conference, I think, in New York City. And I said, how come you don't have any direct marketing conferences? No one else is either, by the way. So except the WDMA, we get together regularly around the state and around, the, around Minneapolis especially, Minnetonka. Anyway, so uh, you can incorporate touch and uh, the apples feel so good to the touch, they look good enough to eat. I'm off to the supermarket to buy some and I forgot the apples, my usual daily apple. Um, This is proof that print embellishments sell products. You know, I'm not sure that's true um, because the print embellishment is designed to sell print embellishment. But... The apples do look. I always have loved spot varnish from the very first time I saw it. It makes it makes, you know, especially when you have block out images, it makes them pop right off the page, and I really really like it. Now, if you had scratch a sniff, which should be not that hard, you'd be all set. And and uh, if you're selling apples, uh, let's go on. <laughs> Four critical questions you should be asking yourself about marketing during a recession. Okay, so. This is from Craig Huey, and uh, don't miss number four. So number one, what have past recessions taught us? That one is the same question that that Tom Fishburne is asking. Every president and marketing director dreads the word recession, um, but some see recession as a great opportunity to get ahead. I know a famous guy in real estate who said, I got messed, most of my best buys in recessions. Um It's also a way to dominate your market. As I mentioned uh, last week, Bob Dorney, who was one of the co-founders of Daytimers, said that they tended to build up a war chest of retained earnings during good times and then would would increase their advertising spend during recessions to gain market share. And I think that's very, very wise. Bob was a very smart guy. Um, And he said that's basically when we grew and how we grew. You know, we didn't we didn't grow in good times. We grew in the recessions, and that's something to think about if you're a CEO or a CFO. Um, although the CEO tends to be more growth focused than the C, and the CFO more cut conscious. Okay, there's less competition. There's a change in media response. That's something I've been a little surprised about. That consumers are also looking for new deals and new products uh, more than they would be when times are, you know, flat. Uh, which means they're open, changing consumer habits, giving you new opportunities to pick up market share, which is what Bob said to me. Okay, and here's the one, the the line I like best: having navigated seven recessions, this is the time, you know, especially if you're a new digital marketer. Um, I found out yesterday that <clears throat> I was a judge for the International Echo Awards, which is a great honor. Uh, um, and and I was a judge with. People from Germany, UK, Brazil, uh, Argentina. It was really it was really a lot of fun. Um, but I found out that the the ANA has axed the echoes. Uh, and it's been continuously going since, um, I don't know what, the 20s, I think. It was about 85, 86 years. Uh, so I guess I did that in also. <laughs> so... I was talking to Lisa uh, from the A and A. I think she is officially from the A and A about uh, how I, I wrote back and I said those digital marketers have no sense of tradition, and that is, I think, I mean, it's not no no offense, but you know, digital marketing wasn't even on the charts. It wasn't even measured until 2009. So we're not even 15 years into digital marketing. So why would you care about about a tradition that's gone back a uh, better part of a 100 years. Anyway, so Craig, yeah, he's been through it, right? And he's seen great new launches and successful growth. You got to have a little hope. You always have to have hope to launch a new idea, okay? And uh, not only does change beget opportunity, but advertising is also simply too important to skip out. He says that Henry Ford said the man who stops advertising to save money is like a man who stops a clock to save time. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then he says studies, which I was concerned about. But, again, get this article. It's available on WDMA.org. You go over there. You look in the market, in the uh, member benefits, and you'll find every day's marked up marked up thing okay critical question number two does my position match the economic reality or mentality okay <clears throat> always a difficult one but that's why we test we test to to measure the causal force of our offer and oftentimes just the headline can change the result 30 or 40 percent uh <clears throat> that's that's the skill you know and i don't mean clicks because oftentimes as Craig's pointed out, I think, just in his, one of his more recent articles, uh, the the offer that gets the most clicks may not get the most sales, may be radically different. And uh, depending on how you follow up with the clicks, you know, if you're sending out information and that's got a cost, then you may actually do worse on a very attractive headline that doesn't convert in the in the second step. So always important. Um, Okay, always important to keep that in mind. I was going to go down to question number three. Is my new copy, my new copy, still the best it can be? Again, testing. And you can ask yourself these questions about your copy. Number four, does my marketing plan support my business goals? Okay, and, you know, I'm not 100% sure about that one. You might want to give Craig a call and here's the number. But anyway, we're working on some exciting new stuff. We're working on uh we're working on it's secret. <laughs> it's secret. But it's exciting. And uh, so stay in the loop. Stay along with us. If you just want to hear about what what events we have planned and if we do a webinar or something, then go over to WDMA. or go on LinkedIn and look up Wisconsin Direct Marketing Association. There is a page there, and I always post events in that page Uh, and it's hard to get out to uh, 12,000 friends and connections on LinkedIn so go there and join and and you know you won't get harassed you won't get many posts but you will get posts occasionally about things we're doing that's exciting have a great day don't like just share bye-bye